Hello, you're watching the Light Novel Street video series on the theology of the body. This episode is on audience 17. We are your hosts. I am Jeremy Hossotter. And I'm Guillermo Moreno. So we are going to continue where we left off with the previous audience, which introduced the concept of original innocence. And if we recall, JP2 wants to talk about this from the experience of historical man. So in order to grasp original innocence, we must begin by examining the experience of historical man. And And this experience is going to include the concepts of shame, guilt, and sin. And JPT uses the term historical a posteriori, which the translator of the theology of body defined as an account from what is later. You can find this definition in the index. Um, philosophically, the term a posteriori refers to knowledge that comes from experience. So when JP2 says we need to experience must examine the experience of historical man, this procedure is historical a posteriori in this definition of we must look at the historical experience of those who are in the state of original sin. And he wants to focus our attention on the exchange of the gift of persons, because this, he argues, will be the source for the experience, this will be the source of the experience of original innocence. And that is the theme of this audience, examining this exchange of the gift of persons, the gift of the man to the woman and the gift of the woman to the man. So innocence as exchange of gift. Now, There's a dynamism to this exchange of gifts. The man and woman, they give the gift of self to each other, and this gift is accepted. So you have this twofold movement of giving and accepting. And this mutual acceptance then establishes the communion of persons. And, of course, this will deepen the dignity of the man and woman. The dignity that of the man and woman, this dignity, it corresponds to the fact that God willed the man and the woman each for his and her own sake. Mm. If we recall from before, this JP2 found inspiration not only in looking in the text of Genesis 2, but also the Vatican II document, Gaudium et Spes, in Article 24, Paragraph 3. So we're, we're seeing the continuity from before while development. JP2 is going to focus on this teaching of God willing man for his own sake. And he's going to combine that with the second teaching of that um, section of Gaudium et Spes, which he quote. And we will get to that in a moment so 
original innocence we talked about implies a purity of heart or an innocence of heart. And this contains the concept or the notion of moral participation. The innocence of heart is describes man and woman participating in the divine will. And so the opposite of this giving and accepting of the this gift of persons implies three things. First, a, the loss of this gift. Second, the transmutation and reduction of the other to becoming a mere object for me and the emergence of shame. Now, Genesis 2, JP2 wants to, he focuses on this a lot in the audiences, as you, I'm sure, well aware of by now after watching our videos, he focuses a lot on the fact that the first man, first woman experienced no shame when they were in the state of original innocence. That is, before they committed the sin of eating the fruit from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And so this being in this state of no shame implies that there that this exchange of gift is realized through the preservation of gift and acceptance. And so these two movements of giving and accepting are going to interpenetrate and transform each other. They're going to build off each other. So when you, when you give the gift of self and it's accepted, that's going to transform the accepting into a gifting, gifting to accepting. And it's going to build up. And the man and woman in this twofold dynamism of giving and accepting are going to deepen their encounter with each other as persons and their experience of the mystery of creation. Now, Guillermo, yes. you still there? Yes. Yeah, I want to highlight that the second main bullet that innocence of heart implies that men and women more morally participate in the divine will. In other words, original innocence demonstrates to us that there was no conflict between God's will and men and women's will. We, they willed this. Um, I don't know if the same thing is the right way to put it, but they didn't want to go against what God willed. And in fact, God created them, men and women. He created them and he saw that it was good. He created the spousal meaning of the body, saw that it is good. And it's it's all good in original innocence. Yeah. I think I think we could say that the act or the willing of the man and woman was in conformity with the divine will. Yes. Right. Yep. I think that's probably what you were looking for. Yeah, I like that. Thank you for that reminder, Guillermo, that mm -hmm. they were acting in regards to God's will in conformity with it. They were not acting against it. I guess just part of the task of us today is obtaining such innocence of heart mm -hmm. that we too conform our will to exactly, God's yes. will. Yes. Did you have anything else, Guillermo? No. Okay. 
onwards then. All right. So now JP2 wants to draw us to the woman's gift of self. Use it by um, considering this dynamism of the exchange of gift, the movements of giving and accepting. So JP2 begins by observing that the woman is a gift for man from God. The first man is alone. He does not have a helper fit for him. So God caused the first man to fall into a deep sleep. And when he wakes up, he finds a fit, a helper fit for him. And so the woman is presented as a gift for the first man. And the first man accepts this gift in the way that God willed her for her own sake. So this acceptance of the gift is in conformity to the truth that God has willed the woman for her own sake. And this acceptance through the giving of herself leads to the discovery of the woman of herself because of her giving and the man's accepting. And so in this giving and accepting of the woman to the man, she discovers herself and her gift of self. She finds herself, and in finding herself, she comes to the depth of her personhood and her full possession of herself. And this leads us to the second teaching of Gaudium et Spes, 24, paragraph 3, that man cannot find himself except through the sincere gift of self. So... You cannot find yourself except through a sincere gift of self, and that requires giving yourself in a way according to the truth that God willed the other and yourself for each own sake. And this gift of the woman becomes a new source for gift because this gift will grow by the measure and power of disposition to the reciprocal exchange of gift and acceptance. So as the man and the woman become more and more disposed to this reciprocal exchange, this deepens the giftness. It creates new depth. The man and the woman will be led deeper into the mystery of creation and the fact that God has willed man and the woman for their own sake. So, after talking about the woman, of course, we have the man's gift of self. So, the man in, or the man function, has this function from the beginning as the receiver. He receives the gift of the woman from God. And so, God in giving the woman to the first man, woman is entrusted to him. So now the first man has to work to ensure that this there is the establishment of the communion of persons. Man, through his acceptance of this gift, enriches the woman and is enriched through her and by his gift of himself. And so we say then that man's self-donation, his giving of himself, 
manifests the essence of his masculinity. And this essence is going to be expressed through the self-position or self-possession in the reality of his body and sex. And remember, by the term sex, we are referring to his masculinity. Now, the woman accepts this gift of the man, and this means that the man finds in himself a new profound enrichment of the woman with him. So this reciprocal exchange of gift of selves leads to the enrichment of the man and the woman in their co-discovering of them of their personhood of their obtaining of their self-possession and giving themselves because they possess themselves to each other and living according to this truth that god has willed the man and woman each for his and her own sake are you still there guillermo yes i am i just uh now, you mentioned it again, and I'll reiterate. Well, no, I'll mention something that I wanted to mention previously. The fact that just the, the concept of dignity. So I think that's something we don't think deeply enough about. We kind of just take it for granted. And the fact that, well, the statement that man was created for his own sake just goes to first of all highlights that he is made in the image and likeness of god and also just really serves to distinguish him from the rest of creation it's just something about this this being that it's just not like the rest of creation and in reflecting on that just the word dignity makes more sense of course man and woman being created for their sake for their own sake because if they didn't have dignity then they wouldn't be created for their own sake yeah there's that special dignity in being created for their own sake mm -hmm. okay yeah i like that and one thing we could add on to that guillermo is um since we have this um, discovery of one's own person through this exchange of gift, we could say that man and woman discover their dignity as persons through this reciprocal exchange. Yeah. So you, you cannot know and discover yourself and your meaning of yourself as a person unless you've learned to gift yourself mm -hmm. that's a very radical teaching because we're there's a, a natural selfishness about us we don't want to give ourselves away mm -hmm. i think that's one of the most challenging things about yeah. the theology of the body yeah and proof of that is just how our society is you just look at all the sins and they all stem from some form of selfishness one way or another and we'll be looking at that later when we start talking about sexual deviancy and its various forms
Um, Guillermo, did you have anything else you want to add? I did, but I lost my train of thought. Oh. Yeah. If it comes back, I'll I'll be sure to mention it. Okay. Well, I was just wondering because this is the last slide. Is it? Yep. See, last slide. Yeah. Okay. It's not coming back to me at the moment. Rip. All right. In that case, thank you for watching. If you've been enjoying our content, consider subscribing to our social media, such as YouTube. I think there might be other things like Facebook, Twitter, and other places. Um, if you have been enjoying our content, please consider um, donating, giving us financial support, either through a PayPal donation or through Patreon. Your financial support goes towards maintaining our website and the purchase of resources so that we can continue providing you with great material, such as our many articles and these videos, for example. We have on our website many, many resources, a lot of theology, a little bit of philosophy, and many other things, such as Vatican II theology. We have a lot of wonderful articles. Please come check them out, share our content, and we have also a podcast. Guillermo, you want to say something about the podcast? Absolutely. So we upload our podcast episodes on buzzsprout.com. You can listen to our episodes directly from there, or you can use Buzzsprout to lead you to other platforms. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, and the other listed platforms on buzzsprout.com. And one more thing to know is if you want to find our social media, you can go to lightnovellasfreet.com slash subscribe. On subscribe, you can find it all. However, I don't remember how many links are there. There's too many. Social media is a plague and a tool. Thank you for watching. God bless. Oh, and pray for us, please. Yes. Yes. All right. Now this time, goodbye. <laughs>